He's been waiting his whole life for this. Wagalow Drive! There it is! Number 500! The career 500 home run for Michael Jack Smith! He has scored! Harm Hextall has become the, the first goaltender to actually score a goal. The Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl champions. Eagles fans everywhere. This is for you. Schofield on sports on ESPN 930 AM and 102.1 FM, Delaware's sports station. All right. It's me, Coach Muddle, and I'm in for Gary today. Uh, Taking you all week as he's on vacay with the fam. So I've got a lot to squeeze in. This two-hour window. Okay, you know, uh, went to the uh, Philly Mets game last night. uh, And uh, really, uh, great time. But uh, a couple of issues uh, with that. Just, um, you know, why is it that it's women and kids mostly getting hit at the game? Because, uh, you know, I was sitting right there, first baseline, um, and the netting, uh, I would say I was, you know, you guys familiar, I was in uh, section 113, which is probably the infield and the grass kind of meet right there. So, you know, a little bit down from the dugout and right, I mean, literally, it was kind of annoying because, I mean, I was literally the end of the netting. So I, I kind of had that, you know, one eye in the netting, the other eye free is is a little weird, you know. And uh, the group of guys I was with, uh, we're we're not uh, tiny fellows, so uh, to be squeezed in and you know, uh, but uh, yeah, uh, actually uh, the very next section over, like two rows down, man, girl took one in the chest. Uh, Looking at her phone, not paying attention, bam. I mean, you know, and uh, so uh, she had to get escorted out. Hope she's okay. Uh, I mean, she was. She was walking, moving. She waved to the crowd as, as we, you know, clapped as she got up and everything. So uh, that was the good thing, you know. And the usher stuff, they did a great job getting there really, uh, pretty quick and checking her out. And stuff, but you know, man, why is that though? Because you know, if you're gonna take your girl to a game, okay, obviously she was a little overdressed for a baseball game, so I'm assuming not a baseball fan, probably you know, on a date and didn't know how to dress for a baseball game. Dude, don't buy tickets right there. <laughs> you know, man. <laughs> you should have moved over two sections behind the net, man. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we're take your calls, 422-2428. Coach Muddle, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Be part of the show. Got a lot of stuff. Um and I mentioned yesterday, I, uh, you know, the complaint, the 
complaint because I am not a very good umpire. I started breaking that down a little bit. And uh, so only partial part of it, uh, I'm going <laughs> to break it down, try to explain it and uh, and see how we go from there. I, I, I find it kind of comical um, that uh, unfortunately I think that this guy forgets there's an old saying my old high school coach used to tell me the eye in the sky doesn't lie. So and I assume, that this man forgot the eye in the sky was not there. Did you not think we were, I, at least me, going to go watch the tape? And for those of you who know me, love watching tape. Love watching it. Slow-mo, slow it down, and watch it. And and we're going to take, you're in the huddle with Coach Muddle. Who's this? Hey, it's uh, Jeff from Seaford. Hey, Jeff, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. How about yourself? All right. So, uh, I wanted to get your take on the whole, the with the netting situation with, with the stadiums. I, I'm of the opinion that, you know, I think enough people have gotten hurt. And I think that, you know, baseball attendance, on a whole, it isn't where they'd like it to be. And, you know, a lot of parents like to take their kids out to the ballpark. And I think unless they, you know, unless all stadiums get the netting situations figured out, I think their attendance is going to continue to struggle because I know as a parent I'm going to be hesitant to take my four-year-old to a stadium that doesn't have the netting properly around the field. I agree with you. I, I, I mean, in Japan – they have the netting all the way around in Japan. The netting's there. And, and, you know, because when you talk to some of those guys who have played in Japan, they they are surprised that it's not here in America. And I agree with you. I think it it needs to go all the way down to the foul pole. It it really does. Right. Because there there was – there's that – you know, first time I was at – citizens bank park they have that on the first base side that indentation there and a couple of those balls got ripped right down that line and zipped right into the stands uh i mean most of those people sitting there had their baseball glove ready to go uh so but again like i said last night this girl looked like she was never been to a baseball game i mean just based on the way she was dressed and you kind of know by looking at somebody if they're a fan or they're just there you know what i'm saying and it just it just to me it looked like you know and she was on her phone and she got she got plunked and it's unfortunate but i agree that you it there is too much going on you know whether you're trying to buy a beer or peanuts you're not paying attention you know and, and whatnot so I think the netting's got to got to get up, and for for what you're paying, you shouldn't have to worry about that for for the price of what right. you're what you're paying. Right, and I mean, like you said, like you said, you know, it seems to be it's more women and children out of anybody that's getting hit, and you know, like you're talking about the the woman that 
you know, was obviously not dressed for the baseball game, but, you know, I think if you're a true hardcore baseball fan, you know, you're going to be more inclined to go to a game anyway. Right. You know, I think it's the casual fan that baseball isn't really getting right now, you know? And so if a casual fan is going to sit there and be like, oh, well, I would like to go to a baseball game, but I'm worried I might get struck in the head with a foul ball, they're going to find something else to do with their money. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and and I think last night I had to – I forgot the ticket. I, I, I think, you know – my buddy got him online. I, th- I think he paid fifty bucks for the ticket. You know, fifty bucks, thirteen bucks for a beer, eight bucks for a hot dog. You know, you know, you're spending over hundred bucks a person to go to a baseball game now. Easy, easy. easy. So you, your kid, your wife, or whatever, you know, that's times three. You're, it's, that's expensive night out. That's an expensive night out for a lot of folks. Yeah, and, you know, like, if you look at, you know, well, football, you know, football has been number one for a while, and, you know, you got basketball is, is on the rise, and it just seems like baseball out of the major sports just really hasn't found a way to, to put the butts in the seats that, that the other major sports have. And, you know, it's just a shame because I grew up on baseball, been a baseball fan all my life, and, you know, like I said, now, now that I have a, a four-year-old and, you know, he's starting to get into baseball a little bit, and it's just like, man, like, I'm not saying I wouldn't take him to a game, but I would surely am going to be a lot more alert, for, you know, if if, I, if we do go to Camden Yards or something. But, like I said, you know, if you're just a casual fan, you know, there's and, you know, you're sitting there, the games are so long and drawn out and, you know, and then on top of that, you've got a safety issue that you're going to, you know, keep thinking about. I think there's a there's a lot of things that would keep just a casual fan from coming. Absolutely. But even even a regular, even the regular fan like yourself, you take your you're 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 buying a beer, you're buying a hot dog. You're you're not watching the game, you know. Right. So then also you're trying to do that. You're keep trying to keep an eye on your kid. You know, because there was a lot of folks there had smaller kids that were, you know, paying attention to the kid to make sure they're okay, and that's when you wind up getting hurt. You know, so right. uh, there's there's a lot a lot of issues. I I really think that the the netting, and I believe that probably next season we will see all the stadiums get uh get a uh, well, yeah, get but netting. It seems like there's been a lot of resistance from the owners for some of the owners, you know, which and that blows my mind. Like I. If I was an owner, I would be the first one to have netting all the way around the field. I mean, I just this is a no-brainer here, right? And and you know, I think a lot of uh, the Phillies and the Mets both did a good job of you know throwing balls over the net for the kids because that's and I know that's why I went to the game a lot because and I bring my glove. I was hoping to get a ball. You you know you always hope right. oh I'm getting a foul ball I'm sitting in a great spot. You know, foul ball landed. You know, tw- rows, a couple rows in front of me, a couple rows in back of me. You know, um, so that's what you're you're hoping for. But you know, also yeah, at the same time, you don't. You know, part of it is these athletes now are so strong, and they're pitching so hard that that ball is probably coming at you 
20 miles an hour faster than it was 10 years ago or 20 years ago when you were a kid going to the, going to baseball games. So, you know, the, the netting the netting is going to be – it'll be there by next season. I, I almost can guarantee that it'll go all the way to the foul pole everywhere. And, and I think for me, my seat – and I was right at the edge. I, I had to kind of bob my head back and forth because it was an annoyance – because it was the end of the netting, so it was that kind of that pole was there. You know, it wasn't a very big right. pole, but it was you know uh, just like a rod that was kind of an annoyance uh, when you're you know just sitting there looking at it. But it, it really, I didn't have a problem watching the game. Uh, took some pictures through the netting, uh, so and I thought they the picture came out okay. Uh, I have a crappy phone, but you know, still. <laughs> I, I, I didn't. I didn't think it was that big of an issue, and, and I think for the for the safety, it needs to for for what the amount of money you're paying to go in there, it, it is. You know, it needs to happen. Yeah, I mean, right? Yeah, like you said, if you're paying that kind of money. That should be the least of your concerns. You know what I mean? Like, you shouldn't have to worry about stuff like that. And you know, I think if they once they get it all the way around the stadiums you're not going to have that place where it really ends, you know what I mean? So you're not going to have, you know, maybe one side of your eye where you're looking straight onto the field right. and the other one you're looking right. through the net. You know, you're going, to be, you're going to be looking through the entire net anyway, which is going to be a lot easier for your eyes to adjust. Right. And I, I, think, I think just to the foul pole, I don't think the outfield, you know, if you're getting a home run out there, you're, you, know, you know what you're getting into when you sit out there in the, in right. the, ble- in the bleachers, you know, and, and that's the uh, – that I don't I don't think we'll see netting there, but I think going from foul pole oh, no. foul home plate to foul pole, it, it it's gonna it's gonna happen. Um because honestly, I don't think that there was a line drive foul ball last night that hit the netting. You know, everything went by the netting. Like was you know right. so you know, like I said, that girl was one section over from where I was sitting and two rows in front of me and that's that's where that ball went and you know so yeah, you know it's, it's a shame because you know like you know like i said like, I'm, a, I'm a baseball fan and you know like i mean I'm, as much as i don't like to admit it i'm an orioles fan but <laughs> you know like some of my fondest memories as a kid were going to the old memorial stadium with my dad and you know, sitting at sitting right on the uh, the home dugout, and Eddie Murray rolling me baseballs over the top of the dugout. Right. You know what I mean? And you know, they like, and, and it's a shame that baseball seems to have just fallen so far behind the other major sports. And you know, I just really hope they can do you know something to, to try to catch up somewhat because they that was the national pastime, and now it just seems like well, you know, part you know of it. I, mean? I think part of it is, you know, you went to the game, you you. You got there, you got your program, and you started filling out your card with the lineups and keeping track of the game. And, and you don't do that anymore. They're, you're not. You, kids aren't doing that. They're on their phone doing other stuff or looking up other things, not necessarily baseball-related. Right. There's so many other things because it is slow. And I know they've tried to speed it up, that clock they had two minutes between innings. And, and try to speed things up, but that game was uh, what I do. I left. It was twelve. It was twelve six in what the sixth inning or seventh inning, uh, 
and we left, and that game still was an, another hour before it ended. So it, right. it is. It's a long. It's a long time, and I don't. I don't know how they go about shortening shortening that game up and, and making it because you you got to pay the bills, and it's the advertising, and it's the TV that that really lengthens the game because of all the commercials they got to run. Right. Well, yeah, it's just, but but it's things like this, like I said, that it's just, it's a no-brainer, and they, they've got to fix And, you know, like, I, if they have it all done by next season, great. I just hope nobody gets hurt in the meantime because, you know, that that, that would be even, you know, a, a bigger, a, a bigger, something else that will make it even harder for them to try, try to catch up with the major sports. So. Right. You know they they've got they've got to do something to put people into seats, and I, I honestly I don't know I don't don't know what they're going to be able to do to do that. I mean, without lowering the price, because you know I don't know that I could take my family to to a game like that and afford to feed them and and all the stuff that goes with it. Because right. you know it was not it, there was no breeze down on that field. It was hot. You had to to drink, and, and, you know, and and put some liquids in your body. So you're stuck. It's not like you're you know a football game. It's winter time. I I can kind of all right. Well, nurse one or something. It's the summertime. Right. You, you know they kind of got you locked in there. So I don't yeah. I don't I don't I don't know what they're gonna do. It, it's it's it, it'll be interesting. Yeah, definitely. Well, thanks for taking my call, Coach. I just wanted to call and get your opinion on all that. Hey, so, we uh, always we always time. appreciate it. Thanks for the call, man. Have a great day. Yep. You do. All right, man. There we go. Great call. Starting off, starting it off. We'll take a uh, quick time out, and we'll be right back. All right. It's me, Coach Muddle. I'm in for Gary all week as he's on vacay. 422-2428, taking your calls. Coach Muddle, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Just type me in. I pop up, be part of the show. We are rolling through uh Got a ton of stuff trying to cover. Uh, got into a little bit about the uh, baseball game last night. Great time. First time I was up there at the uh, the bank, I guess. I don't know uh, what they call that park there, but Citizens Bank uh, Park. And the Mets are bad. I mean bad. Fundamentally bad. Fielding bad. Like, it was just bad. Bad, but uh, what was it? What was that guy's name? Uh, Brooks Pounder, who uh, looks like he pounded too many Big Macs to be pitching for the Mets, and uh, the other the reliever they brought in for uh, the Phillies. I don't know why they're not hyping up the whole wild thing from. the movie because he's got the thick black glasses on the the whole Charlie Sheen look of uh so I don't know why they're not playing the the whole wild thing uh 
Oh, because isn't that what uh, Mitch Williams used when he was uh, pitching for the Phillies? Is that is that the problem? But I don't know. I don't know. Does anybody even remember Mitch Williams? Um, I don't know why I remember it, but I do. Uh, but you know, so that, but that was uh, the two things I got out of it. And here's the funny thing: now, now I'm there, and you know, I don't have a dog in the in this fight here, so I'm just there with my buddies, uh, Mets fans, unfortunately. So, uh, and I'm like, oh yeah, man, uh, you know, Frazier is terrible. I'm so glad he got rid of the, from the Yankees, man. As soon as I said that, boom, home run. Next, bottom of the inning, bam, bare hands throws for first out, you know. <laughs> Guy goes, yeah, I keep talking bad about him. He's having a pretty good game. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I and I, I knew, I just knew. I said, this game's close in the fifth. It's going to fall apart in the sixth. You just watch. And sure enough, and... I think that uh, Nevada Nick is going to be uh, talking some smack uh, as he hit another one uh, with that game last night. So fun, fun, fun with that. Remember taking your calls, 422-2428. Now, let's, uh, now, you remember a couple weeks ago when I was talking about this uh idiot parent and they're 11 year olds okay this is a, these are 11 year olds now okay and this is just some key words that i took out of the email uh and, and this is only part of it i didn't have a whole lot of time because of going to the game i really didn't get home till like two man <laughs> so it's kind of busy this morning so you know, I, I think it's so long that I think I have enough here that each day we'll just do a little bit. We'll break it down little by little because it's it's kind of uh, so, you know, it was, you know, uh, he would be remissed by uh, saying the misconduct by the umpiring crew, the misconduct he would, that he especially he, he especially pointed out me. Me personally didn't didn't really say anything about the other umpire. It was me that, because he made sure to make sure to know that pointed out that it was me that he was you know because because I did two of their games and the first game I was the plate guy and the second game I was the the uh, field guy so and I was incompetent, rude and vindictive. Okay, rude and vindictive. Man, the rude part, yeah, I come off a little prickly. I'll give him that. And incompetent. And, you know, and, and here he's talking about the first game of the, you know, because he broke down the game. And, and, you know, he, and, you know, he used these terms. And the only th mis thing that he had wrong with the first game was that his pitcher didn't get his five warm-up pitches before an inning. So let me just set the scenario for you. The kid was, he was on second base, okay? 
the inning ends, and I'm going to cut this short. We'll get back to it because you, the fans, take precedent of it. So we are uh, – you're in the huddle with Coach Muddle. Who's this? Coach. Coach, it's Frankie P. from Newark. Hey, Frankie. How you doing, buddy? Good. How's things? Things are good. Things are good. Now, I want you to know that yesterday, I'm letting everybody know, Yesterday, we had some technical difficulties that, you know, actually, Frank, everybody heard you. I just didn't hit the recording button for the phone line. So it just didn't record it. You did it. You did a Rosemary Woods with the Nixon tapes. Is that what you're telling me? Yes, exactly. I just forgot to hit the record button with the Nixon tapes. Rosemary, we got got an 18-minute gap. (laughs) <laughs> with the Nixon conversation. That's what you're telling me. Right? Yes, absolutely. We had a little gap in the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> well, let, let, uh, I, I know we talked about a bunch of things. Let me let me add something about the pizza controversy <laughs> between Delaware and New York, all right? Our Jersey. And what I wanted to mention, I thought about it afterwards, my wife and I have few disagreements, but one disagreement we have is anchovies on a pizza. All right. What's it like in your household? Uh, me, personally, I am an anchovy on the side guy. I don't like them on my okay. pizza either. I, I, you know, I just, I'd rather just eat them. I don't like them cooked. You know, I don't like All them. Right. I don't like it. Same with pepperoni, to be honest with you. I don't like pepperoni on my pizza cooked. Just put the pepperoni on the side. Let me throw it on the pizza after it's cooked. Well, let me tell you, I mean, we're not ready for a marriage counselor, me and my wife, on this <laughs> I could see, I could see this kind of dialogue. I ordered a pie. I want anchovies. Uh, she won't let me get them on my half of the pie, but the guy could put it in a paper cup and in a separate bag. Okay. And it's like, it's like this, you know, she feels there's just some cross-contamination that the anchovies... <laughs> Are gonna like multiply and jump on, on, on her side. I mean, <laughs> I mean, really, you know, So I mean, again, you know, uh, may there be spaces uh, in your relationship. So uh, I'm pretty fortunate with that. Well, that's good. That's good. I, I, I am though. I don't like my the. And you know, and part of I think it's the the way the pepperoni and the anchovy kind of that grease when it cooks it it, it spreads out into the pie. I think that's that's yeah. what what happens, yeah. and I, that's why. I just rather put them on the side and throw them on top and eat it that way. It, for me, it's better. Right. I don't know. Now, I, I was, I, I, unfortunately, you put an ugly thought in my mind that I can't shake. So the little meatballs. I mean, you say they look like rodent droppings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know because you don't know if you're getting is that is that meat is that pork? What it what it, you don't even know what it is. It's just something that right. they throw on there, and you know, it's right. And and I just remember I grew up in New York. I, I mean, when you ask for sausage, they cut up link. They took the the link of sausage, they cut it up, and you had these big, huge pieces all over the pie. You know, right. I mean, your pie weighed about ten pounds when you got it. Oh yeah. You know, oh, and yeah. so I don't. Uh, that's why I don't understand it. <laughs> well, let let me. Uh, I wanted to ask you. Uh, do you know of great motivational techniques? that some coaches have done from all levels of sports. Now, I know the one we talked about previously was Parcells 
uh, ordering up Pat Swilling's jersey to motivate Lawrence to have a LT to have a great game. You know, things like that. Do you know of? Uh, there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of guys out there and I might personally I am not I don't feel as though I am a good like motivational because there's some guy some coaches and you've been there they just start talking you're ready to run through a wall for those guys and and I feel like right. I'm just not one of those guys to get the guys you know going I, I'm just I don't feel like I'm a good motivational guy. But you know, I don't know. There, but there's there's a lot of guys out there that do a really good job, and I just try to pick and choose some stuff that I think is good, and you know, try to you you know, do the old copy and paste uh, thing because I right. I'm not uh, I'm not good at it, and you know, and I don't honestly I don't think that Parcells is uh, would work today. Vince Lombardi wouldn't work today. Because oh, we talked you know, about that once before. Yeah, yes, Doctor Phil, this Doctor Phil movement, right? Yep, yeah, yeah. You need it. You need a. You know, you got to have a little tambourine and do a bunch of kumbaya to. Uh, you know, <laughs> because look, I, I, you know, this whole thing, and I don't know if you saw it in the news with the Mets and the yes, the yes. reporter, and you know, it, nobody hit each other. Nobody hit each other. But we're making it a big deal because they got into a screaming match, and we got to come together, and we have to have all these meetings and po- apologies, and and you know I, I'm you know come around and say kumbaya, big, but all we did was yell at each other. We're on top there; those guys are on top of each other for 162 plus games, not including the spring training and and all the other extracurriculars that that you're with those people for almost six seven months on top of each other sure there's gonna be friction it's gonna be friction it's gonna happen you know it's just like with your brother you you know you you, you're gonna fight at some point you suck it up you get over it you make up and move on and but yet now we have to make such a big deal how about back in the day with Billy Martin and Reggie Jackson? Right. But Billy Martin I mean, punched out a reporter back in the day. Billy yeah. punched a guy in the face. And it wasn't yeah, as... Mar- was that the marshmallow salesman? Remember? It was a bar <laughs> fight with him. No, really. Google it. I mean, it was a bar fight with a marshmallow salesman. I mean, I mean that's kind of like... Uh, no, I think, he, I think Billy Martin punched a guy out from the... Da- I want to say the Daily News or the Post or something, you know... Uh, it, you know, it could have been the Bergen record. I don't know, but I remember him. He didn't like what the guy was saying. He punched him in the mouth. Wow. Wow. So. Wow. Huh. Well, the one I wanted to tell you about, I don't know if you saw it. Um, it, it might have been in the early 70s when uh, the New York Islanders traveled to Philadelphia to play the Flyers, right? Okay. And uh, the Islanders, and I'm not a big hockey guy, but I love the story. Uh, the Islanders were an upstart team. The Rangers have been around forever. And then here, here comes this team with like five, six years, and they're, they're facing the Flyers, right? So they go down to Philly, and the Flyers have this, uh, um, oh, this incredible streak that when Kate Smith sings God Bless America to start the game, they win, right? I mean, they just, <laughs> it's just, it was, it's, 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 it's fact. I mean, they, she, she sings, they win. I mean, it okay. might have been a game or two. But she, okay, so you got the spectrum, you got the light stand, you got God, uh, Kate Smith belting it out, God bless America, big chills, right? The lights go back on, 
and every one of the New York Islanders skates up to her and hands her a rose. <laughs> you hear this? Yes. Hear this? That's the air. Right. That's the air going out of what she just did. Right. Right. I mean, that, now what? I mean, so, uh, I mean, that was good, good showmanship, good coaching, good sportsmanship. Yes. Absolutely. I, you get, you know, they got in Philly's head. They got in their head. They, they threw them off their game. And that's, yeah, like, you know. Like, like, like Coach uh, Chubb would say, they got in the kitchen. Don't let them in the kitchen. Right. right? That's right. That's right. Yeah. Now, you were talking, I missed uh, part of your show last week. You were talking about, I guess, some Little League, little league game you were reffing or you were yes. present for. Yes, yeah. Okay. I, I would like to tell the parents, it's not It's not important whether who wins that game. Uh, it's not important whether the he missed the tag or the infield fly rule or whatever it is. But what's important is to show your, your child, boy or girl, how to handle adversity and handle how to handle the things that come along in life right. that can be unfair. Right, absolutely. That that's that's the part of it that bothers me. When you know, as an umpire, and I'm doing an eleven or twelve year old game, and a kid has a meltdown because he gave up a hit, and he has to and he has to come out of the game because he can't calm himself down and overcome overcome it. You know, uh-huh. just. You know, it's so like you know the the world just ended for this kid. Like, oh my God, I gave up a home run, big deal. You know how many home runs? I, I can't even count how many home runs I gave up. But let me tell you, I hit more batters than I than I got gave up more hits. <laughs> well, look here's my here was my philosophy when I got up there. I'm throwing it as hard as I can, and I'm gonna try and get it on the inside part of the plate. And you're either hitting it or I'm hitting you, one or the other. <laughs> so you were throw, you were throwing peas at the knees. Yeah, uh, there you go, peas at the knees, yeah. man. <laughs> and, and and I guess you saw better swings than a rusty gate, right? There you go. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I think the parents got to teach, uh, and they got to teach that that a, a young ball player has to go off, off and have his quiet But it's life. not it's all it's all about every kid getting a trophy. It's about every kid getting a trophy and uh-huh. you know all, all these kids well, you know, everybody's got to play. You don't, you know, there's no earning your spot where, you know, and and the 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 great thing like Bill Parcells, he didn't, you know, he would bring in, you know, like you said, Pat Swilling, he's coming to take your place. He told the, he went and told the best player on the planet at the time, yeah. you're not that good. I'm bringing yeah. somebody else in to do your job. And He, he sent somebody down to that sports store uh, in the garden and bought the jersey, <laughs> yeah. hung the jersey up, and said, uh, we got it cleaned, it's right here, right, up, right on LT's lock, uh, locker. Right. He'll be here in a couple hours. He'll get your stuff out of there. You know? <laughs> he, he was a master at that stuff, but... Right, and, but, it, but it, the psychological, and if you ever watch one of the uh, the interviews with Jeff Hostetler, Jeff almost had a breakdown because he couldn't handle the psychological warfare, I guess you'd call it, that Bill used to pull right. with those guys. He just could right. not, you know, he couldn't handle it. He would, you know, go in there constantly saying, trade me, because I can't, I can't deal with it. And You know what, I guess Parcells is thinking, if you can't handle this, then you can't handle when we're on a goal line with three seconds left. Right. Right. 
Right. Right. That that was the that was the mentality of you know of Parcells. If you can't handle me, then how are you supposed to handle it on the field when you know three hundred pound rhinoceros is breathing down your neck while you're trying to make a yeah. play? So yeah, you're right. You know, you're right. And I, I love that line. He, I don't, I don't want to. Since we're on the air, I don't want to say it was this guy or that guy. But one of the offensive tackles showed up like overweight, and they they gave him the guideline: you got to get to this weight. And, and he he lost five pounds or eight pounds. And he passes the coach. He says, "Hey, guess what, coach? I lost five pounds yesterday." And Parcells said, "Great, that's like throwing a deck chair off the Titanic." <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that. I, I lost five pounds. That's great. That's like throwing a ti- the, the deck chair off the Titanic. Right. Goes, get, get back in there. Get back in there. Yep. But yep. but that's but that's what it is. These kids don't understand it. They're they're kind of like you know we've anointed them at a young age. And, you know, oh, well, I'm a starter. Well, who said you're the starter? You know, there was no guarantee. And I, I tell kids this all the time. I went, to a, I went to a junior college in Idaho, and it was a Mormon school. Steve Young's little brother was a quarterback, okay? okay? And I used to call the depth chart the stock market because it changed so much. It wasn't even okay. funny because you had kids that were going on missions or they would come back from their mission for their religious right. obligations. So they, those names would change every day. I mean, you know, okay. I, I the first day I showed up, my name was six. I was the 16th linebacker on the team. 16. 16. Wow. I was at the bottom of the list. I, I didn't have a meltdown. I didn't, I didn't even, you know. And then the next day, I'm like 12th. Well, how come, how did that, how did that, how did I move up? You know, I didn't even, I didn't know. But guys moved, guys went on missions, came back, and, you know, so you were constantly moving. And all I know is that seven guys traveled. And all I knew is I needed to be seven or better. If I wanted right. to travel with the team, I needed to move up the line. And I did what I had to do. I got in the weight room. I, you know, and and did my did what I had to do. I didn't go home and cry about it, you know, right? Because at right. that, you know, my dad was like, you know, hey, the plane ticket isn't for another six months. You're not coming home, so there's nothing you can do unless you want to walk. <laughs> you know. Remember that? I, 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 I want to get my history right. Um, the Battle of Waterloo was won on the playing fields of Eaton, meaning that. The hardship, the strife, the preparation, and sucking it up on the ball fields, in this case England, paid off because those guys were the guys that won at the Battle of Waterloo. Okay. When their medal was tested, you right. know, when their character was pushed, when the, when the pain sets in, you're tired, all that. We're all tired. Right. And, that, and that's, that's wins. Now, if you got somebody blowing a whistle, a quick whistle or a card, and you're stopping play because of, the, let's just say, the issues and the, the feel good and the find your center and all that. Uh, uh, when will they ever find this? I mean, you know, right. they're not going to make it further than what they can do. They're not going to make it to a big college program or, or, or the pros if, if they're so ordained because they've never they've never dealt with adversity. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's it's one of those it's one of those things where you know I, I always feel like you know I, I always say to myself, you know, coach, why don't you just leave them in? You know, why why are you going out there to you know? He has to suck it up, you know, and but it, ne- it never happens that way. It just, you know, 
The, uh, Imagine you're 14 and you're pitching, and I don't know what the pitch count is, and you're getting shellacked. Nice hitting. And you're out there. It's it's a lonely place at 60 feet, 6 inches from, uh, and you're out there on the mound, and you're losing 18 to nothing, right. and you, you can see the kid is behind tears. Uh, I mean, I guess, you, you know, you send the hook in at one point, but you, you got to learn from that. Right. And you got to learn that that's today, and we have tomorrow, and... Uh, Let's work together, right? Right. It, uh, you know, we, we learn from it and get better tomorrow, you know? And, yeah. And, and that's that's what it is. It, it, and it's, you know, and I think more of, the, more of these kids, and, and I think more when you, like, especially when I talk to a professional athlete or, or someone who's made it, I always ask them how, how it was because I don't think these kids actually understand the work the process that it takes to get to that level and it right. wasn't all i it wasn't all roses and trophies on the way yeah. up to that level yeah you know yeah dealing with adversity dealing with failure preparing and having the grit to uh stick it out right right yeah it's it's and, it's, and i i don't know how you teach that other than the experience right it's it's an experience thing you can't you can't you know, and I, I think the closest thing is is someone like Parcells with that psychological stuff is the closest thing you can to be practicing that. You know, well, and 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 I always my 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 thought was, well, geez, it, do I want to? I could suck it up here, or get yelled at over there. Which which was it? You know, and and okay, I'm sucking it up because I'm just gonna yeah. I'm just gonna get yelled at and put back in here anyway. So let's just cut out the middleman and stay here and suck it up. You know, it, right, it, it's right. right. You know, so, yeah. and, and my, 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 one of my fo- early football coaches was, a, a f- you know, he was a Marine. He went to Vietnam. He was loud. He spit tobacco in your face while he was yelling at you, you know, and he didn't have, and I, I don't, I don't remember, but you know, he always yelled, because I, I don't think he had hearing from you know. I think he was a gunner or something, you know. Uh, probably, arti- probably, yeah, artillery. an artillery guy or something. So he's constantly yelling, always yelling, and and you know, but you knew the difference between his mad yelling and just yelling because that's the way his normal yelling was, you know. But uh-huh. but it but it was one of those things where you know, you you kind of understood the man. And and you went out and you did your job, you know, and you sucked it up. So right. And at, at at one point, doesn't it go? Doesn't it transition from the coach to not letting the the guy to your right or your left down? Yes, yes, because that. But you don't. Uh, they don't. Uh, it's not taught today, because it's not the kids. Oh, I have a meltdown and I leave. So there's no other. You know, I don't think the thought comes into their mind that, you know, I can't leave here and let these guys down. These guys are counting on me. Well, there's something really lost on that. You know, and and that's the, the it's that team camaraderie thing. And I one of the things I, I, I used to try to do and, and, it, and it didn't work for me at, at the level here at high school level here, but is just get kids out of out of their away from practice away from the field and just come together and hang out and be kids and bond 
and okay. ne- you know go you know let's hang out and go to the you know water park together or and yeah. you know like what i did in college is uh i used to set up the madden video game in my office on the tv and uh-huh. i'd have a tournament each position group came in with the tournament they all signed up and then the winner of each position and you know it'd be 10 11 o'clock at night you know coach come by and start yelling because there's all these guys in the hallway people can fit in my office you know fire codes <laughs> but it got right. the kids together to hang out and talk well, you know and come that, together that, that way well you were ahead of your time then because if you remember the movie, uh, remember the Titans? Right. Uh, he, he he breaks up the room, uh, the room assignments, so they get to know each other. Uh, breaks up the clicks, and then he takes them on that early money, early morning run yep. around Gettysburg. Right. You know, to to, to, to team build. Uh, now their issue might have been a little different, but I see what you mean. Like something at the the park, a pizza pot, pizza parlor, something where uh, this isn't the guy on third base. This is. George, and you know, you get to know a nice breaker kind of situation. Where right. You know them. You get to know them outside the game. Right. And and that and I think that translates to the game. You know, it yeah, translates to the game because now you know, you know, you don't want to let you don't want to let George down. It's not the, some kid on third base, and I, and that, and that's part of the issue i think with like these travel all these different travel teams is you got all these kids that just show up to play the game they don't really know each other right Right. good point real good point all right well uh thanks for taking my call uh you're on all week right all week frank all week buddy uh let me see if i can dig something up and i'll give you a call tomorrow sounds great buddy sounds great all right have a great day thanks for the call man all right, be well. All right, you too. Bye bye. All right, another great call. Four two 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 four two eight. Be part of the show. We are uh, Coach Muddle Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, you can be part of the show uh, either way. I'm going to take a quick time out, and uh, we'll be back. Look, if you had one shot. All right. It's me, Coach Muddle. I'm in for uh, Gary all week long as he is on vacay with the fam. So we are uh, rolling through uh, almost an hour in the books. Um, we're uh, rolling through as I and getting back. Frank brought up some good stuff. The last caller uh, uh, about this. You know, kids today having the meltdowns and, and and not really the camaraderie of what it used to be. Um, you know, and and part of that was too. I I remember in my school, I was required to eat lunch with underclassmen who were part of the you know football program. You know, I was required to sit there with the freshmen and bond with them. So made them feel like, you know, they weren't just floundering in a pond, you know. So and bring that to it. And, and you know, as, as I go back into this gigantic email by an assistant coach, 
Okay, and now, just so everybody understands, okay, when the misconduct by an umpiring crew, he would be remiss by mentioning it. Incompetent, rude, and vindictive were the three key words he used. And then I, I refused the obligatory five pitches. No, they're not obligatory. Okay? You have two minutes between innings. If you can't get to the mound and throw some pitches, then time expires and we start the game. Your two minutes expired. Now, had he talked to his head coach who came over and talked to me and said, Coach, it's Major League Rules, it's two minutes. We are past the two minutes. Okay? He, the head coach, should have then told this knucklehead that they wasted the two minutes. Okay? Then you could have called timeout and took the pitcher out. Had nothing to do with the two-hour time limit, you moron. We play Major League Rules. Why don't you read the rule book first? Read how it's played before you try to bash me on something, okay? Read the book. If you had two minutes, he took longer than two minutes, okay? It was not 100 degrees out. It was not really hot. Your catcher was standing there waiting. The other infielders, outfielders, the other seven guys out there were waiting. There was eight guys on the field except for one, your pitcher. What was he doing? I don't know. I don't care. Get him out there. Get him warmed up. If he can't get warmed up, okay, then you shouldn't have batted all 12 kids and used them as, used the courtesy runner. Then you wouldn't have had that issue. Okay? Or you could have brought his glove out to him. He never had to come into the into the dugout. You could have brought his hat and his, and his glove out to him. He would have never had to come out come into the dugout. Okay. Plenty of solutions to the issue, but instead, you got to remember, I don't deal with assistant coaches. I deal with the head coach, the head manager of the team, not the assistant. So it was your job, your job to talk to your assistant coaches and let them know, hey, we're Major League Rules, two minutes, we're out of time. End of story. End of story. You know, I, I and I mean, so I don't see where the incompetence and, you know, all right, so I, I've come across prickly, but I don't think I was rude in that first game. Not at all. 
first game at all. And vindictive. That's the one that bothers me a little bit. Vindictive. Okay. What? I, I, you know, I can't think of anything in that game that I would have done vindictive, but I guess by not letting his pitcher warm up because he couldn't get out to the pitcher's mound fast enough. Hurry your kids up. I kept telling you, we're on the clock. You need to hurry up. You chose not to. Okay, we're out of time. We are out of time. We need to move on. Because the game, as a matter of fact, finished earlier than the time limit. Okay, great. It is because we have rules in place. Two minutes between innings to get your pitches out. So, that, you know. And there's a ton more. ton more to get to. ton more to get to. But I'll, I'll save that. I'll save that. So, oh, we're already hour through so we've got to uh i've got to uh i don't know what the deal is here but i guess i gotta uh take another i gotta take another break guys i gotta i've been bad about this i just love running my mouth so much i i forget you know i'm not used to having all this time to talk and you know so i feel in for gary i'm supposed to take more more of these breaks you know they gotta pay the bills around here so all right all right i'll be right back I gotta let this play a little bit for my buddy Free Train. Cause it's me, Coach Muddle, and I'm in for Gary all week. As we are, uh, he's on vacay. Four two 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 four two eight. Coach Muddle, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Just type me in. I pop up, be part of the show. Um, we've had a great first hour, great calls, rocking through all the way to the Will King who comes in and takes over at three. Uh, hopefully he stopped and got some deodorant uh, for today. And uh we keep rolling along, man. Rolling along. Nevada Nick going to join us later this hour. Uh, hopefully. Uh, whatever he's uh, he's up to. <laughs> Cashing his tickets. And I did not get his entrance music uh, keyed up. Uh, and he's going to be mad at me. So I, I don't know. Uh, so we'll we'll see um, we'll see what he says. Um, with I know he's going to be excited about his big uh, you know big pick from yesterday. See if he can keep that rolling. Um, and you know NBA the talk. Free agency starts this weekend. We'll uh, 
going to see some some names uh, going to change some teams and see where uh, they wind up. And, I, you know, I got to believe KD signs his player option. He's got to. Um, I mean, I, I think that's the safe play because, man, I, I just know if he doesn't, the Knicks are going to be so stupid and sign him. He's 31, torn Achilles. Means he's not playing until he's 33. And that might be a 70, 75% KD, man. Is that how you're going to build your team on a what if for two years? You're going to have him sitting around? I don't. I don't know. I just don't know. Um, that that is a play. I mean, you know, does Kawhi does he want to come to the Knicks? Does he want to come? And, and, and part of the part of the issue, and, and part of the issue with me being a Knicks fan who is not old enough to be. Uh, wait, what was I one? I don't know, but or an infant when the, the Knicks won a championship. So. Uh, the problem is with Kawhi, Kawhi needs those maintenance days. Kawhi can't. I think Kawhi missed like 20 or 25 games. And I, I think they won like, you know, 17 or 18 of them without him. So, you know, they had the those pieces around that they can win without him in. I don't know that the Knicks can do that. You know, you need a the workhorse is, you know, Knox and Robinson, you know, right now, does Barrett can they carry that team while he's taking his maintenance days? I, I don't know. The Knicks only won seventeen games last year. And you know, so so what what and and does does Kyrie come with him? I I mean I don't want Kyrie coming by himself. I tell you that. I I don't want that. We are we already seen it didn't really work out in Boston for him. He needs another superstar. So unless you have one, which right now the Knicks do not. Um, so we'll see, we'll see where, where that, um, where that, where that goes. I mean, uh, you know, who is, you know, where does Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irvin and Kawhi Leonard, where, where do they wind up? You know, and I just think that it's, you know, KD needs to just sign his deal and go. Um, and, you know, but, oh God. Because Kyrie's the only one who's certainly leaving Boston. And is he going to the Knicks? I sure as hell hope not. I mean, he can, but he needs somebody else. He doesn't have anybody else. So, you know, where 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 does where does it 
where does it go? You know, so I, I, I just, uh, you know, it, and then does DeMarcus Cousins, it, it, does he come on the radar? You know, uh, you know, JJ Riddick is, he's 35. I don't know that he's, he's a guy, but you know, I, I just think I just think that you just can't uh, what the Knicks are going to do. I, I don't I don't know, but I know they're going to make a splash. You know, um, they they have two max level max contracts that they can dish out. Uh, you know, and you know spend that. Spend that money, bring it to New York. Can you put New York back on the map? You know, but, and and I think they have the pieces if they can put two, two max players with, even though I wasn't a big fan of R.J. Barrett, I, I think he just shoots too much, and I think you really need to get a veteran, an adult in the room, to calm him down so that he doesn't shoot you out of games, which I felt like he did with Duke a couple times because he was constantly shooting the ball. And, you know, maybe, you know, that was just because he was playing with Zion and felt like he needed to. I, I I don't know. But, you know, but so do you think... Kimball Walker, is he on the radar? And do you take a shot with Jimmy Butler? I don't know. I don't really think he's, he's, I don't want to say damaged goods, but he is, and I don't know that I say he's Dennis Rodman-esque, but, you know, he's got that, you know, I don't play well with others type of deal, and I, I think he... He did uh, fit well, uh, you know, and and I know he's definitely out in Philly. So we'll see where where do where does he wind up? Um, I and you know, Kimball Walker, Clay Thompson, I, and one of those guys, and Kyrie. I, I'm I'm okay with that. Kawhi Leonard, Kyrie. I'm okay with that as long as Kevin Durant is not in the mix. I, I'd hate. And I just have a feeling that's what they're going to do. They're going to go and spend the money on an injured guy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Take a uh, short break and uh, we'll be right back. ESPN 930 AM and 102.1 FM is WYUS AM Milford and W271CX Milford, Delaware's sports station. He's been waiting his whole life for this. Wagalong Drive! There it is! Number 500! The career 500 home run for Michael Jack Smith! He has scored! Han Hextall has become the, the first goaltender to actually score a goal. The Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl champions. Eagles fans everywhere. 
This is for you. Schofield on sports on ESPN 930 AM and 102.1 FM, Delaware's sports station. All right. It's not Schofield on sports. It's me, Coach Muddle, and I am in for Gary all week while he's on vacay with the fam. 422-2428, that's the number. Call in, be part of the show. Coach Muddle, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, just type it in and be part of the show. We're going to take you up... uh, you know, till 3 o'clock we're here before Will Kane jumps in. Uh, we got Nevada Nick coming up in a little bit. Uh, so getting his insights, uh, you know, talking a little NBA free agency, uh, some uh, idiot Little League parents, uh and, uh, you know, what I haven't talked about, and, you know, I, I, I really wanted to uh, start the show off with this. And as you see, it got away from me as we're, you know, started the show an hour and 20 minutes ago because of all this stuff. I told you, we're, we're packed today. I had a lot of stuff going on. But, look. And, and I want to set the record straight, okay? Go back, look it up, play the tapes. I never, never said Daniel Jones was a bad quarterback. I didn't say Daniel Jones wasn't the guy. What I said is that the Giants... As an organization, wasted the pick, okay? Because he would have been there at 17. Yeah, he would have been there. Been there at 17. And and I would have been happy if you took the 17th pick and hopped over the Redskins to get him at, you know, 13 or 12 or whatever. I'd have been happy with that. But you picked him at six when you had an elite rusher, pass rush guy, who was a projected top two pick, fell to six. So I don't, that is the issue I have. I think, you know, that he will be fine. He will be. And, you know, like I said, in uh, end of October, when the Giants play the New England Patriots on a Thursday night, will be Eli's last game. I mean, unless he gets hurt before then. I don't think, I don't, he's an iron horse. He's not getting hurt. He's going to get plucked. And the Daniel Jones era is going to start. Because they have 10 days, it's a home game, it's against Arizona, 
the number one pick, Kyler Murray. So it's a good it's a good transition there. Ten days, you know, because the bye is too late in 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 the season, and plus you have ten games left on the schedule. Six are at home, uh, you know, and we get to we get to see what that what it what it is and you know i think he will he'll develop and you know the giants will have another you know you know i keep flip-flopping around i i think the giants are going to win you know they're going to win more than 5 games uh, you know and so, you know, I don't think they're going to be a top five draft uh, selecting in the top five. So I, I think they're going to be more in the, you know, 15 to 10 in that in that range of of picks. That's where they're, that's where they're going to wind up, uh, you know. So we'll see uh, how that works out. But I think Daniel Jones plays 10 games next football season. For the New York Football Giants, and I don't have any doubt that he will be the man. I just have the doubt that we could have had him and the edge rusher because I definitely, not that I don't like the player, I don't like how the organization and what they drafted. They took a kid with a foot injury who has a plate in his foot. Well, Akeem Nix was having a great career with the New York Giants till he got a plate in his foot, screw in his foot, whatever it was. Same thing. Couldn't play. And you drafted a kid, number 17, who plays two downs, two downs, and then comes off the field. We have no idea what he does. And he's a two-down lineman. That's it. So I guess we're doing a big rotation. So, you know, um, we just we just get to see what we will see on on that but i don't know i have a lot of issues with that but we're we're coming up on it you know we got we got le- almost less than a month are we yeah we're we're less than a month away from training camp so you know look Philadelphia, Baltimore, well, forget Baltimore, but Philadelphia and Washington better hurry up and try and get relevant because once football starts, no one cares unless you are relevant. No one cares. No one. What's the, you know, there's no, there's no hook. There's nothing unless you're relevant. So I don't. I just don't see I just don't see it happening. But you know, time time will tell. I, I, I don't I think Washington and Philly they're you know, well Philly can, but I, I don't know. Uh but they better do something in the next month because once the football season starts, unless you're relevant, no one's gonna care. So we've got 
a whole action-packed rest of the show coming up. 422-2428. Coach Muddle, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Just type it in and I pop up. Uh, you know, we're going to um, take a quick break and uh, Nevada Nick will be joining us shortly. So we'll be right back. All right. It is not Schofield on sports. You are in the huddle with me, Coach Muddle. And 422-2428, just Coach Muddle, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, just type it in, be part of the show. We are rolling here. Uh, Nevada Nick coming up shortly. Going to be mad. I don't have his intro music uh, to play. So, uh, unfortunately, uh, so I will... uh, do my best to get something uh, done for him, uh, but we'll see. <laughs> so we're going to take you up uh, right before the top of the hour, and we'll cane. So um, we'll uh, go from there. And, uh, you know, it's a really a crazy long day. Uh, for me, just because the game yesterday and uh, getting back, man, what a hike! You know, it's just such a such a hike uh, getting up there. That's the only, the only, only, uh, only bad uh, bad part of it. You know, is, is the the travel travel spots. Uh, but uh, you know, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what that brings up and uh <laughs> uh wow I, and I, this just this just uh i just saw this pop up here and it says that the Mets GM Brody Van Wagenen reportedly dictated Mickey Calloway's in-game management from his home wow Wow. And and now I heard back in the day like that doesn't surprise me because I heard back in the day that Al Davis had a line straight down to the field and would, you know, call plays and and do stuff uh so uh that does not surprise uh you know doesn't surprise me that you know the general manager is ordering stuff from home really i i I don't i don't know uh on t you know i don't you know see now that's the thing that's the hook they get you with the hook because it doesn't say oh he's watching the game at home and his hip cramped up so you know he called in and made sure they were taking him out of the game i mean come on now you know that i mean okay you you got a you got a cramp or something i i'm just not see that to me it just is uh you know 
whatever. But I, I dude, it happens all the time. It happens all the time. I, I'm not not gonna uh, argue it. I'm I'm sure that there it is because it's not a game anymore. It, it's all analytics. It's guys on computers. There's no, you know, we're never gonna see. Uh, these uh, long streaks anymore. It, it's got. It's it's all the computer guys uh, running athletics, you know, non-athletic people running athletics. And you know, because I, I say that all the time. I mean, because who builds a locker room with waterless toilets is somebody who's never been in a football locker room in August after a practice when eighty ki- eighty boys have to go take a leak. Okay, I'm just saying, okay, you wouldn't step foot in there, but yet the kids have to because, you know, we're, you know, but it is, uh, it is what it is with that. So, uh, and, uh, you know, we're, uh, Rolling through, Nevada Nick should be uh, joining us shortly. I'm sure he's uh, doing some research or counting his money, placing another bet. You know, uh, you know, some Himalayan dog track somewhere. You know, uh, all kinds of uh, all kinds of stuff that uh, he's into. So, without further ado. I did forget the music. Do you want me to just sing for you, Nevada Nick? Money, money, money. <laughs> Another winner. Another winner. Winner, winner, steak dinner. That's right. <laughs> Coach, you were at the game, so you could have bet on it and been happy. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know I could have I could have been. I, uh, you know, uh and uh you know, wasn't uh I knew I knew it was a good you know close game going into the fifth, and I said, "Don't worry, the 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 Mets usually crap the bed here around the sixth. So, and sure <laughs> enough, that's what happened. You know, well, I, when it was five four, and then all of a sudden the Mets went up six five, and I was like, Ugh. "I'm like, you know, Phil, the Phillies finally score runs now, and they can't pitch, you know." <laughs> and uh, but no, then the bats. The bats really uh, woke up a lot last night, so uh, you know we'll tease that 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 game again will be my pick with, okay. uh, with a little tease for later in the call. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and, and your boy Bryce had a pretty pretty decent game, uh, you know. Uh, and I, let me tell you, he made a great play, uh, base hit to uh, right field, pitcher on first base, tried to go from first to third. And Bryce gunned him out. I mean, yeah. it wasn't even, it wasn't even close. And I'm thinking, you know, man, what, you're the pitcher. Why, why are you going first to third mm. instead of it would have been first and second, nobody out. Yeah. And you know, and and then you had the force out. Then you're, you know, one out, second and third. I mean. But it was it was just uh, you know it was bad baseball by the Mets. I mean the Mets you know, fielded Coach, terribly. And I I think you see it across all sports. Um, you know basketball with the AAU and the 
it's become somewhat individualized, even though they're team sports. Right. And it's really um, the the fundamentals and just, you know, knowledge of the game, whatever. I know some of it's just, you know, not, not that you're born with it, but, you know, like some people it just comes easier than others. But, you know, you know, just some, some like basic things and fundamentals of the game. And, you know, and it's just like a pitcher should know, you know, just like, you know, you never go – thrown out at third with two outs, you know. I mean, you just can't let those things happen. And in a game like that last night, like, you know, I know I ended up being 13-7, but, you know, for the most part, it was a closed game, and then the Phillies just opened it up, you know. Well, you know, then the Mets wound up going with the next pitcher they brought in. It was, I think, his third or fourth appearance. Mm -hmm. You know, so he, you know, and he looked like his – I just – just the name stick stuck with me. I don't know why, but Brooks Pounder, because I think he ate way too many quarter pounders. You know, <laughs> like and the, uh, the, the Phillies have a reliever hammer. Yes, and, and he pitched last it. night. And I, I, I just, it's such a great name. It is, you know, and he's got those. He's got the glasses like uh, Wild Thing from Major League, yeah. and I don't know yeah, why no, they're not exactly what I thought. The, <laughs> the uh, Ricky Vaughn glasses. Yes, I couldn't think of that. Ricky Vaughn. Yes, and yeah, uh, yeah. and I, I I thought you know why are they not doing the Wild Thing? And is it because of Mitch Williams? But didn't he use that back in the day? You you would know. Well, they called him the wild thing. But, man, if I was Hammer, he, he, I would do, like, if you remember, Ricky Vaughn had those those things cut out in the back yes. of his hair, too. Yeah. I'd do the whole thing, play wild thing. Because, you know, it, it'll sell. And these guys, hey, man, any, any revenue you can get, you know, right. he's a young guy just coming up, you know what I mean? And the fans would love it, you know, just like the wild thing. I mean, he was the wild thing. and yeah. just. I think a part of it was him too. Was just his whole way how he pitched. You know how he his uh, his motion, how he would kind of tuck it under and then throw it, and then of course it, he was a wild thing. He really was all over the place. Right, you know? right. <laughs> One of the classic movies in baseball, Major League. I still, uh, <laughs> You can't Harry Doyle, one of them, good old Bob Euchre. Yes, yeah, Bob Euchre, absolutely. Just a bit one outside. Of the, one of the funnest uh, announcers in baseball. Absolutely, absolutely, man. And and <laughs> actually, I loved him in those uh, Bud Light or uh, Miller Light commercials. Right. Remember, right. tastes great, less filling. That whole uh, they had yeah. all the celebs and stuff doing that. That was good. Uh, Oh, uh, yeah, Euchre's always been great. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and then just the self-deprecating humor he'll have about his poor baseball skills, yes. you know. <laughs> I mean, ultimately, all I know is I don't care if you're not good. If you're in the major leagues at one point in your life, you're at the top level. I mean, you know what? And for those people that, you know, those guys that sit there with the beer bellies and sit there at the couch, he stinks. Well, you know, <laughs> I mean – He's a lot better than most of those people. I mean, don't get me wrong. I know it gets frustrating when a guy can't hit the ball and he's under the Mendoza line like you was. <laughs> but, you know, uh, like I said, you made Major League Baseball. You know, just like if, you, you know, you're a wrestler and you get into WWE or whatever, you're a football player, you play, you know, you have a cup of coffee with the NFL. I mean, hey, you're still at one point at the highest level of the game. I mean, that's a pretty – pretty big accomplishment i would say absolutely absolutely i agree man i agree 100 percent, man so now basketball think, uh, free agency coming up what, what do you right. what are you um what are you, what are you thinking 
Well, I mean, it's right now. There, I mean, with the, with social media, it's just all the rumors out there. I mean, there's even been rumors Kawhi's going to take a meeting with the Sixers, and I mean, if he does, I think it's more like. I mean, LeBron took a, a meeting with the Sixers last year. Um, I don't think he's coming to Philly, and I think that's Philly's fault. I think Philly should have. I mean, they went and got Butler. They pretty much could have got Kawhi for the same trade. And they both are free agents this year. And, you know, it probably would have – if they'd have pulled the trigger on that, uh, I think the Sixers probably would have won the championship. Because yeah, take but- Kawhi off Toronto and put him on Philly – and that was, I mean, there's no doubt Kawhi was different than that series. Absolutely. But let me ask you this, though. Let me ask you this, though. Wasn't, what, didn't the, didn't the Sixers pull that, pull Butler off before Kawhi? No, uh, that was after. It was after. They got okay. Butler, yeah, they got Butler in November, I believe. Yeah, actually during the season, the early part of the season. Oh, right, right, but, right. You're right. right. You're and right. then Kawhi was over the summer. He just basically told the Spurs. And, you know, I actually kind of respect Kawhi. You know, he was hurt last year. He was mad at the training staff. And you know what about with him? He, he doesn't talk a lot, but, you know, it's not about money. I mean, he could have got $221 million from the Spurs. And he tur- he turned it down, and now he can get 190 million from from Toronto, and I think he might not take that. He, he you know, a lot of people think. I mean, uh, that he wants to go to LA. I I, I really think he may go to the Clippers. Um, some people see to the Lakers, but I don't think he's going to want to. Especially, I don't now, think the Lakers can afford him in now. Toronto and being the guy. Why would you want to go play with LeBron? And you know what I mean? I don't think um, they can afford him, uh, to be honest with you. I don't think they have enough cap room to, with now that they got Anthony Davis, I don't think they have enough cap room. Well, they, they'd have to make a couple moves, but then you'd be able to get him, and you'd essentially have three players and nothing else. Right. And, you know, that's not a team. You know what I mean? Like, right. I, it's I, like just like Golden State, everybody loves bringing Durant, and you can't complain about it. They've won – how many championships in a row, but I would contend that Golden State was better before Durant because they were a complete team. That one team won, you know, tied the Bulls for the most wins in a season. I mean, they were so deep with they had Barbosa. They could go so deep to the bench. I mean, they had nine, ten guys that were all viable, you know, good basketball players. And when you when you have that bench, it, it really is helpful. And, you, you know, it keeps your starters healthy and rested during the season. And then in the playoffs, too, you know, you don't have to kill your guys and play them 42, 43 minutes. You know, I mean, it's 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 a big advantage. So, I mean, we'll see. But I think there's like, the big dominoes are what happens with Durant, even though he's probably going to be out all of next year. But, man, what a class. You got Durant, Clay Thompson. Uh, you got Kawhi, uh, Jimmy Butler, Kyrie Irving. I mean, man, you, a lot of a lot of good players. So it's going to be very interesting. Uh, but like, I, I think Kawhi goes to the Clippers. I think Durant goes to the Knicks. Um, I think Butler returns to Philadelphia. Really, um, really? Yeah, I think Philly's going to run it back. I think they're going to. I mean, you look at it. I mean, basically, they lost. I thought he didn't really seven. get along with the coach and stuff there. I thought he just didn't. I, I so I was thinking he would be out. That was that was just yeah, my I mean, take on that. 
I mean, there was rumors, but I think there's always been rumors surrounding Butler. I mean, I think he was actually better in Philly. I just think he's one of those guys that, you know, some guys are just, I don't know, it's just how they are. You know, not saying that's a good thing, but um, I actually like Jimmy Butler. And in the playoffs, he was great. And I think Philly really kind of embraced him. And he liked that. And he was kind of, even though he probably wasn't the most talented, and B wasn't really stepping up, and he really kind of took the, especially against Toronto, he was the best player for the Sixers. So, I mean, I'm hoping they, they bring him. I mean, I would take Kawhi over him if they could get him, but I don't think they could get him. So, I think they're going to run it back with Butler. I mean, really, if you look at it, they basically lost in Game 7 on a game-winning shot to the team that won the championship. So, right. And if they if – they, Going to overtime, let's say they beat Toronto, I think they would have beat the Bucks anyway. Like, I really thought, I had said to a lot of people, I thought the Bucks, don't get me wrong, very good team, but they had kind of come out of nowhere this year. They were the eight seed last year. They're the one seed this year, 60 win team. I just think they were one of those teams that was kind of satisfied. Like, we had a good year, nobody expected it, you know, and, you know, you get to the playoffs and you're not that playoff tested team you know what i mean and, and that you could see it they, they won the i believe it was the first game against toronto or the first two against toronto and then they you know toronto just took four straight so um, right. but we'll see next year it's like i said it's wide open like you know you look at the lakers which i had said either yesterday or saturday they were pretty much in disarray and now all of a sudden they are the favorite to win the championship because they got Anthony Davis and LeBron. Right. Right. All right. It all goes crazy uh, <laughs> this weekend. So we'll see. I just don't – I think Kevin Durant gets his $20 million and signs his deal, his player option. Goes back, sits on the sidelines, rehabs, and then goes to free agency. You know, because yeah, I mean, he's he's a player option guy. He can sign that and be done, and he can he doesn't have to worry about it. You right, know, he can. But you know, they say honestly that the torn Achilles isn't going to affect what the teams are going to offer him. That the Knicks will still throw the the, the 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 deal on the table. That the Warriors I, I, are still he's thirty one. That means he's not playing till he's thirty three. I mean, and you're paying that guy yeah. for two years before he uh, bounces a ball on the court. Risky too, yeah. You know, at 33, I mean, you know, as a professional athlete, you start mm. breaking down at that time, and yeah. then you have a big injury like that. It's it's tough. Yeah. So, well, yeah, especially the Achilles. I mean, the Achilles was what I really think was the turn in Ryan Howard's career. Right. It was the turn of what, in Kobe Bryant's career. It was Dan Marino. Dan Marino's right. career. Yep, yep. I mean. Lawrence Taylor, same a, thing. Lawrence Taylor. Yeah, yeah. It's a very tough injury. And in basketball, too, with the, you know, all the jumping and the and the right. stopping and going. And, the, you, you know, I mean, look, he's a things are much different nowadays than they were years ago. Uh, the sports medicine is just unbelievable, but still, Father Time's undefeated. Except yeah. for, I'm starting to wonder about Tom Brady. But you know, because you know, I honestly, you know what? I think Tom Brady is doing that. Uh, what Walt Disney's doing? He's in that cryo freeze uh, thing <laughs> all off season, and then he comes yeah. back out. You know, that's that's what I think he's yeah. doing. Well, he, I I just think Tom Brady gets it from top to bottom. 
I mean, he lives his life every day to be the best. Right. I mean, he. I mean, and I know he's got a supermodel wife who makes a lot of money, but honestly, I think he'd still have the main t- the mentality if he didn't. He takes. He's the fifteenth highest paid quarterback in the NFL. Like, right. You know, because he because knows, of his he wife. Said, Pay it to the line or whoever. I want to have a good. He wants to compete every year. That's how much of a winner he wants to be. He's right. one of those guys that doesn't look at I want one Super Bowl. It's. Uh, legacy. I want to be the greatest right. ever. I want to be right, and, and I think he really done. wants one more so he can say that you know he's won. You know he's got more rings yep. than than because uh, I think what is it? Charles Haley has six, right. and uh, somebody else. There's another. Yeah, I mean, quarterback wise, I know he's obviously the best because I think it was Montana, and then he surpassed right. Montana. If I'm correct, if I'm yeah. correct. Well, yeah, there's a bunch just, of them who had four. Who had four? You know, Terry Bradshaw has four. Um, right. Who else? Uh, and uh, somebody else has. I think it's Bradshaw in Montana, and then right. I think it was uh, Aikman had three. I yeah, believe. Yeah. So, yeah. And then maybe somebody else like uh, Roger Stallback or somebody like I that. I think but, Roger yeah. too. I think he's he was only quarterback for two, wasn't he? I, I don't okay, remember, yeah. but. You know, so yeah, it's you know, coach. That's one of those. Got to go back. To yes, because the da- Dallas has five. Dallas has five, okay. right? Don't they have five? I believe five. Three with the uh, Troy and two with Roger. Okay, yeah, that's correct. Yeah, that would be right. Though. You know, because then the Giants have four, Redskins have three, and Philadelphia has one. Just, yeah, just, just, if you're, though, just so. as you're ranking the, the division. One, though, coach. That's the one that matters. <laughs> it's not the most right. recent one, okay? It's over a year, okay? Because there has been another champion since, okay? All right, so. but still, it's the most recent one in the NFC. Okay, all, all right. There you if go. You, you, you hold on to that, that one. 80s, if you want to live in the 80s with Lawrence <laughs> Taylor and Bill Parcells, coach, you go do that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we do have two in the 2000s, okay? All right. <laughs> no, Seven yeah, and 11. The lucky, the two luckiest Super Bowls I've ever seen in my life. It's not uh, luck, man. It, it's eight. not luck. It's not <laughs> luck. But you're right. He would have eight, you no. know. So yeah. But the, the two catches in those games, though. Uh, what was the one? David Tyree. Was Tyree David was one. one. Harrison. Yep. And, and then there was another one in the other. Game. Uh, yeah. It was. Uh, oh, the kid went to Michigan. Um, oh, gosh, I can't remember his name. But yes, because he. Uh, shucks, I can't remember his name, but. I hate yeah, when that happens. Yeah, it's on the tip of my tongue because I'm watching that play in my head right now. One yep. of the listeners listening, screaming it right now. <laughs> I wish they get through because this is the stuff that drives me crazy. Yep. I hate when that happens. Right when we get off this phone call, I'll be right on the uh, internet looking right. stuff because that stuff drives me crazy. <laughs> no. But as as for my uh, pick tonight, coach, what do you got? Just like I'm running it again. I'm going with the Phillies. I'm okay. going. I mean, Arietta pitching. Um, I think. You know, sometimes when you – I'm not that this was their rock bottom, but sometimes, you know, you just get that one win and it can kind of, you know, get you going. And I, it's not that they're going to go on a winning streak or anything, but um, I think the Mets are in – like you, you had mentioned on yesterday's show about the turmoil with the media and everything. And um, not that the Phillies aren't out without turmoil. The pressure right now is it's like a cooker here. Right. Um, but – I think the Phillies come, you know, uh, run it back tonight and uh, get two in a row. So I'm going to go again with the Phillies tonight. All right, sounds good. I, I I just think you know football's less than a month away. Training camp opens, and I yeah. think Washington and Philadelphia both have to get relevant, or. 
people don't care. It's because football starting, right. you know. So no, and and that's why fall is so great. I mean, this is kind of that lull in the sports time. You know what I mean? I mean, July you come in. I mean, you got the All Star Game, the Home Run Derby, and all. But once training camp goes, and then when falls here. It's so great. Football yep. starts, basketball starts, hockey, baseball yep. playoffs. It's I mean, going on really, all at once. Yep, absolutely. People laugh at me, Coach, because so many people love summer. And I say, I can't wait till summer's over. Because when summer's over, football starts. That's right. And uh, Nevada Nick's a happy man, man. There you go, buddy. There you go. <laughs> all right, cashing tickets with Nevada Nick. All right, talk buddy, to you tomorrow, Coach. Good as always. Talk to you tomorrow. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right, there you have it from Nevada Nick. As always, so we're going to break the huddle. Will Kane's going to come up, and uh, we will see you guys tomorrow. Have a great day.